Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Boom, yo, what's going on, you guys? Byron Rogers here for another episode of the Protector Podcast. Check it out. I've got with me Shooter Ruby. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good, dude. <laughs> so for many of y'all who haven't put two and two together yet, this is the guy. I should actually take that back. This is the Marine. I'm gonna get my oh, two God. points for this. Yo, this is the Marine that um, snatched that rifle away from peaceful protester who uh, was vandalizing the police car and took a rifle out of the police car. We'll throw in the clip. And man, I'm so glad we we're able to catch up um, because uh, uh, this is essentially what the Protector Nation's about. It's about being willing, capable, and prepared enough to bring on-scene accountability to mayhem, disruption, kinetic, dynamic violence in your environment. So, uh, yeah, man, I just want to commend you on that and uh, say thanks for joining us, dude. Yeah, I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you uh, for the opportunity. It's, uh, you know, it's great. It's just, there's just so much going on. You know, my brain's scattered all the time, so I apologize if I'm a little uh, you know, left and right on it, but <laughs> excited to sit down here and talk with you. Heck yeah, man. Nah, no worries, bro. I got all the like dyslexic, uh, <laughs> TBI, like they're used to it, man. You know, we're like, we're two grunts, bro. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, man. One of the questions I like to ask in the beginning of the podcast is a little deep, but it helps everyone understand the man behind the work. Who are you at your core? Uh, yeah, a little deep, dude. That's literally the deep. Uh, <laughs> that's about the, that's the point to everything. That's the right? Laurentian <laughs> abyss. Yeah, there uh, he is. There's some depth right there. That's what's up. I always felt like there are certain keywords that every individual hears about themselves from others throughout their entire life. And yeah. whenever I'm helping an instructor, I have an assistant instructor or something like that. That's usually the keywords I ask them for to uh so i can make that introduction and um, a lot of people through my life have used the words uh <laughs> I easily approach comfortable to talk to when they get there uh down to earth um intuitive and some say sensitive and it took me some maturing to understand that you know they didn't mean i was crying in my fucking in the movie yeah. theater or something it meant that uh i was able to read and pick up on little things and understand when you know something was wrong or something was about to happen. And I try to put that forward in my firearms instruction as well as in my job. And that's, you know, I obviously had to use that on Saturday, <laughs> but at my court, like, man, I love guns. I love to shoot from rifle, pistol, long gun precision. I love all of it. I'm trying to get into, you know, become a bigger, 
better person every time trying to get into the gun world and industry. And now I'm literally last Wednesday before this kicked off, I started, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start trying to build a business. I'm going to start Heck trying, yeah. try to do this dream that I've had that I haven't touched yet. So I guess that's yeah, who I'm at my core in like every way. Yeah, no, that's what's up, dude. That's kind of the name of the game, man. Like, I don't know, like for me, I came up in the private security game uh, and I found myself just being like, all right, I can do this pretty good, but how can I make a more of a contribution? And then, but then also that was like sparked by, this is kind of painful being like jerked around all the time because I have to go where the money is and not being able to be with my family. Yeah. And so it was like this whole, like, I got to find freedom, dude. Like I got to, I got to figure out how to create a life that like, I want to, I don't know, they can, they can give me what I want out of this 10 minutes. We got till we die. Yeah. I agree. And out of that 10 minutes till we die, I have like 0.0001 of a second that's making, is making, it's giving me an opportunity to, to do something. Heck yeah. Which I think is awesome, dude, because it's really like, it demonstrates how an act of heroism and an act of like within like one split second decision can like put you on the map. Yeah. You know I mean, it's like one correct decision and the same is true. Of one bad decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, and you know, like you're a Marine, you're an infantryman. It's probably not even the most legit thing. You this is probably like a slow Tuesday. Just the cameras. Were rolling, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? so, like, someone's like, Oh, you were probably really scared and everything. I've heard that. So I was like, Honestly, I don't, I can't remember thinking once that I was scared. I definitely wasn't registering feeling. I was just doing, I was just doing, and I don't, I I, I know it's super cliche or or cliche. And you know, that, uh, that definitely is overplayed just, but I I was, I was just doing it, man. I was just like, I need to get these things away from them. I can clearly tell they don't know what they're doing and they're already making uh, aggressive decisions and they've done nothing but escalate. And, uh, this 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 word that keeps throwing at keeps getting thrown at me hero it just needs to stop like i appreciate the support but nah uh, my wife told me uh before i left that day be safe and i was like just for you and the first thing i thought of after all of it was my wife's gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no that's good i don't i didn't register any kind of fear man i was just trying to get those things and get away it really yeah you just saw what needed to be done and you're you're willing to like fill shoot that gap no, I dig I'm, it, man. I, I made that decision. I made that decision years ago. I made that decision thousands of times since. And when that decision came up and it was for real, I had trained mentally to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't fail yourself. Heck yeah. That decision. Let's talk a little bit more about that, man. What's that mean to you? Well, I mean, it's it literally means the exact same thing as you teach in uh, firearms. Is you know, it's uh, if you need it, then you don't have it. Right. And I, yeah. I guess you can say you're conceal, conceal carrying that decision because I needed it, but I had it. And mm-hmm. at that time, that decision apparently became the most important decision of my life. And it could have it become that kids or both those kids, because I took two rifles. It could have been both of those kids worst decision of their life. 100 percent, dude. I'm sitting here minding my business. The world's burning, right? Mike Pannone hits me up and on a text message. And we talk multiple, we talk all the time, you know what I mean? But like, this was one of those like, yo, I haven't seen this. So he, so Mike Pannone sends me a text and he's like, yo, bro. <laughs> and he basically is like, 
this dude was there to work. <laughs> he's like this other dude. I never, he was like, you can just tell essentially what he's saying is you can tell the difference between tra- trained humans and mm-hmm. untrained humans. And one, mm-hmm. one of you was operating up here in terms of intensity, efficiency and all these things. And the other one was just like, kind of like, like, <laughs> you know, like just, I don't even know what the word is. Bubbling. I, uh, rifle in his I, hand. <laughs> I, guess nasty. I, I feel bad for saying this. I'm not quite yeah. sure who that is. Yeah. Mike Pannone, who's that? Um, he is like, I mean, he's got a lot of nicknames, but he's a Delta Force operator who uh, went to Delta Force from Marine Corps Reconnaissance. He stood up, uh, I believe it was uh, tri- part of Triple Canopy's first program over there. Okay. okay. He's, uh, he's he's one of the big dogs. Some, some yeah. call him War Yoda. He's got one eye, and he'll still burn us all down at the shooting competition. We shoot competitions on that. So he's cable. <laughs> he's basically in the flesh. You know, in the flesh. <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, badass. Well, thank you for that compliment that he paid, uh, paid me one. from you. That's, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, man. It, was, it, was, we, it is refreshing in our world, you know. Now we feel, I don't know, like guys like us tend to feel like uh, Lamborghinis in school zones, having to drive in school zones like all the freaking time now, right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was refreshing to be like, yes. <laughs> it was like, well, get it, that. You know? That's the same kind of feeling. So, I mean, I, I you, we talked before this and you kind of said what you, some of the things you wanted to talk about. And I guess to get yeah. in that is that same mindset of Lamborghini in a, war, in a uh, school zone. School it's, zone. It's the same kind of mindset I had to frame around my mind going into work that day is I'm going to be around a bunch of people that I disagree with and that if we got to talking, I'm probably going to hit them. And (laughs) it's not going to be a smart decision on mine. Um, But uh, I had to frame my mind and make the decision like, all right, I need to be this guy at this time during this thing and I need to keep my mouth shut because I could very easily just being there set off something happened mm-hmm. yeah, well, um, and yeah it was definitely being inside a uh, an environment that it was uncomfortable because i don't I like anyone there yeah <laughs> yeah but, what was the um let's see because it, it kind of almost goes back to being a professional you know what i mean i mean yeah you you did your deployments and trash like so you know what it's like being out there like and I did you deploy to Iraq or Afghanistan? Or? Actually, dude, my uh, my military career is going to be a big disappointment to a lot of people. Like, it's, it's <laughs> oh, nothing yeah. special. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to put any fallacy or you know myth about it or even soften it up. I was in uh, one three Alpha Company from 2013 to uh, 2017. During that mm. time, we were only doing UDPs to uh, Okinawa and Korea. Sweet. Um, I mean, so I went, yeah. to, I went over there and mm-hmm. I'd say it was a big drinking fest, but I mean, I don't drink. So I just awesome. did what I was going to do. And then, uh, I got out and I went to Afghanistan static security. Um, I did that. A few things happened there, but that was actually the first place I put a, put a weapon to someone and mm-hmm. nothing happened. He backed off mm-hmm. and that was it with that directly in regards to me and then Iraq, mm-hmm. it was, uh, I was a firearms instructor for nearly 18 months. And then, uh, and I was there during the, you know, siege of Baghdad and that was going on. But again, nothing really happened directly at me. It was just, mm-hmm. I'd always felt like a on. bystander, like everywhere yeah. I go, nothing's happening. I'm like, <laughs> like I got my gun guys. Like I can <laughs> like, play. You know? I'm here at the party. <laughs> yeah, <let's> party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know, you train for something for so long. Eventually, you know, you want to play the game. 
But yeah, uh, the man. game wasn't happening. And then I guess uh, the game got called off on Saturday. So, heck yeah. <laughs> Which I'm glad it. for. I went in there with, again with the frame of mind is I don't want to harm Americans. I don't want to harm anyone yeah. if I can. I'm going to make the decision to uh, save life, not take life, unless they made the decision to take. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it was a it was a hairy choice point that you rolled up on. I mean, he had a weapon, and like, I guess you know he had a weapon and he discharged it a few times. Did he discharge it a few times? The, uh, the you first or? shooter fired four rounds. Okay, so he was already like, ooh, playing. He was playing the game. The game, you know. Um, so I mean, there's chips on the table. So good on you for, to be able to execute on that, get that weapon without it escalating. You know, I think. Yeah there was something to be said for your level of intensity when you're, when you're moving. He just had never seen, he just had never seen a human probably like that in his entire life, like move on him like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I had a guy one time pull a knife on me uh, at a, uh, at a, uh, he, he, he followed me. He was following me actually to a client's house. We cut each other off in traffic. I stopped. I'm in Orange County, California, Dana Point. You know, I mean, it's it's like we call it the orange curtain over here. It's like not even real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I pull into the parking lot in Gelson. It's kind of a public area for my own protection. Dude gets out with a K bar, starts walking towards me. So, you know, simplifies. It's a good knife. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you had a decent knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, I, I just got done with my deployment. It's like, oh, I think I'm like 23 or four. Wrong time to mess with me. <laughs> There's like no higher level adult judgment yet. All I know is I ain't been able to eat meat for a long time. I get out of the car and, uh, man, I got back in the car and, and he just turned around and ran off. And, uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, I think he just, I think he just didn't know men like you still existed. <laughs> like he looked at you like he never seen anybody. He so, just didn't think people like you existed anymore. Funny thing in direct relation to that. I was actually yeah. out again the other day um, and I had to really cover up. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause now my face is apparently everywhere. Like I've had people hit me up from all over the world. It's crazy. But my brothers took off early from work to come out and basically run security for me as I'm running security for my news team. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was doing, I was working with a different team and this girl, this reporter, very professional, great hard worker, but she's like, yeah. how, how, how can you just be that aggressive and mean and everything? I was like, do you want me to show you? Like, it's always there. Do you want me to show you? And she's like, I mean, I, I guess. So I just, yelled like right in her face and she you know she looked like she just put her face up to a fan and she's like oh whoa and yeah. then i was like you good like are you all right and she's like how are you smiling right now she just couldn't get it and it was and like for me it was like i i understand some people out there you know they uh they've never had to get aggressive or be aggressive they've lived a very plush and privileged life and honestly in some ways that's leading to what's going on right now in some ways yeah. in a lot of ways that's leading to what's going on right a now. lot of ways but uh and that's unfortunate. So, yeah. but it, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. And, uh, I didn't really think about it and people keep uh, saying I did all this cool stuff and they breaking down, isolating these different things. I'm like, I haven't had a chance to come down off of that. than yeah. this flood of media and everything <laughs> going on, that's literally catapulting me into the dreams that I was trying to make happen anyways. Yeah, so I right. think when everything settles down and I get a minute and I can go back and look at it and really decipher it for myself and be like, well, this is what it meant. Yeah. Was that <laughs> actually cool? <laughs> well, I think, 
ahead. No, I mean, I just think too, man, like you kind of have been training to be a certain person for a long time. You know what I mean? So like you've been training for this. You've yeah. you, the Marine Corps freaking gave you all the engine modifications, all the software, <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? So like, it's almost just what would be expected. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, and yeah. So, so like society might, especially uh, unconditioned society, like not warrior culture would mm-hmm. be like, you should be scared. You should be this. We all know that we're managing a storm 90% of the time during the day. Like, why do you work out every morning, Byron? So I can just make sure I'm PG-13 by the time I deal with you. I'm exercising a beast, a madman, and like uh, me in the middle yeah. trying to just make sure, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I don't call fire down from heaven on everybody during the day, you know, so. Yeah. Well, well, you know that. And I completely agree. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I was trying to like put myself in my wife's shoes. Like, yeah, she deals with me on day to day basis, and mm-hmm. I'm just a goofy, forgetful dude yeah. who, you know, <laughs> wants to play with the dog on the ground, and he uh-huh. licked my head. And yeah. then she saw the video and was like, huh? "Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean." I, I don't know what else to say about it, but then I Heck already yeah. have it. You know what I'm saying? It's what was it? What was it like inside the inside? You know, like obviously, all right. So you're there. You got to work. You're being a professional. You said something I talked about with some of my students the other day. Is like, yo, know, when you're there to do a job, someone's like, well, what do you do if you run into like racial issues or people that disagree with you or whatever? I'm like, I don't care. You know I what care. I did? I I'm will tell you flat out what I did. It was <laughs> super simple. Black Lives Matter, uh, yeah, George <laughs> Floyd, and I, and I made my way through. No yeah. shit, my entire uh, mindset going into that day was mm-hmm. I need to blend in. I need to mm-hmm. make sure they don't know who I am, why I am there, and mm-hmm. I will do anything to make sure that happens. My news For crew knows who I am. They know yeah. why I'm there. They have no misconceptions. And I thought about it like, okay, if – this does get put on film of me acting goofy or whatever. Like, and it does get blown up what I'm actually there for in a professional manner. And I'm acting this way. Well, I don't really care. Cause I'm in a, you know, I'm in a place that's very hostile and I'm trying to make the decisions to blend me in with a crowd that could easily overwhelm me. I mean, I'm one dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, man, when I'm out there doing that kind of stuff, I'm not trying to stand there looking all tough and ex-military and, and everything. Hard and, yeah. I'm take, I'm grabbing a drink and a rebel. I'm shooting the shit. But while that's happening, I'm looking at you. I'm looking around you. I'm doing all these little things. I'm very move, very loose and trying to be moving around. I'm dressed like them. This, the, after those events that same day, a picture just came, just got sent to me of what I looked like. Cause I had changed. And again, I look like them, but I changed. The other day, I looked like them. One of my uh, buddies that I worked with, he was out there, and he made the decision to look ex-military and contractor. And yeah, yeah, I had the same thought, but he didn't recognize me until I was no shit right in his face. And he's he's like, who are you? And I just pulled it down a little bit. He's like, oh, he's like, dude, I didn't even recognize you. I'm like, well, that's that's the goal. If you, someone who knows me, doesn't recognize me. Heck yeah. No, that's good stuff. Those are really good pointers. I had a dude, we did the inauguration in DC, uh, this last one. And one of my buddies went into McDonald's with his, uh, little, uh, Republican 
pin on. And I was like, bruh. <laughs> and he got, and we told him, I was like, can't be going to McDonald's, my man. Not today with your little Republican pin on. And it literally went down just like that. He went to McDonald's. He got jumped. The car got totaled by the mob. He oh had to literally e and e out of there. They put screwdrivers through the car, like popped it to one of the tires. It was like a block away from where that limousine got lit on fire. Uh, oh and I was like, dude, it's, you got to be thinking about what you're doing. Like the finesse of the whole entire job. You know yeah. I mean? it's, it, the, the, top, the hard skills might save your life. <laughs> yeah. These soft yeah. skills, man. And it's uh, like anonymity dodges bullets more than uh you know armor more than a bulletproof armor and even a decision like that of putting a republican pin and walking into mcdonald's man i have the same conversation with myself when i want to put stickers on a water bottle that i carry a water bottle with me do i want to put this uh you know really cool gun related sticker on there that says shoot to the face or something on my water (laughs) bottle and walk around to the chest one of that face (laughs) yeah like do i want to do something like that yeah should i Probably not. So yeah. I have boring water bottles. Yeah, boring, boring <laughs> water bottles. But yeah, nobody's thin slicing you while you're walking around. So yeah, and it's just like every, all these little everyday decisions. And like I actually regret putting a Marine Corps sticker on my wife's car, and it makes me sad yeah. that I have that regret um, because I want us to be a nation where we could show that pride all the time. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of made my wife's car a target. Mm. So ah. Uh. Uh, yeah, but on the flip side of that, yeah, it also helps. It could help her out in certain situations because I've certain situation. helped in certain situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I dig it, man. Heck yeah. No, that's that's good stuff, man. Uh, so inside these protests, man, was it? Did you see a lot of the violence? And was it like everybody in there tearing stuff up, or were the protesters kind of like, "Hey, don't tear stuff up"? And there was one group tearing stuff up. What's, what was that dynamic like, man? Uh, well, I could. Do you want me to tell you about Saturday, the day of those of the you know on record events, or do you want me to tell you about like the the last day I was out? Any of it you think is relevant, all of it, whatever you think makes more right, sense. Because I think the the difference between both days is actually very important of what's going on at least here in, in my city here. Um, that Saturday, those events, there were rioters and there were protesters, and I'm wearing this out right now. Uh, but Get it. they're two very different things, right? There were right. more rioters on Saturday. <laughs> Than, than protesters. And honestly, the protesters, regardless of whatever anyone's protesting, if I agree with it or not, you're protesting, you're doing things right, you're doing it peaceably. Absolutely, you're you're standing up for an American, uh, you know, value. Um, you got your back, yeah. Exactly. Those, uh, those riders were not. And there were way more of them. So it was a very hostile environment because of that. And uh, those two guys I had taken um, those firearms from, they had done nothing but escalate. They had escalation of force every single time. Uh, so I escalated the force higher and I disarmed them. And then, but I was out the, just the other day after Saturday and I saw something completely different and I was super stoked. Like, yeah, some of the stuff they were doing was like, ah, oh, that you're, you need some more education because that's yeah. not it. But right. the pro- there were more protesters than there were rioters and, the protesters were pulling the rioters out of the crowd and getting them out of there. I mean, a couple of dudes threw a beating on them, but they got them out of there. They took them away from the point of friction that they were trying to ignite and they ripped them out. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's That's awesome. Handle your own. 
you know? Yeah. Marine Corps, you got a dude acting out. You handle your own. And that's, that's what they did. Own. Yeah. And I was that's- super stoked to see that. Like, I don't care what you're protesting for, you know, as long as you're doing it right. And yeah. I'm not trying to misconstrue. I'm not saying I don't care about what they're protesting for. But uh, right. that was that was legit. And that was probably the coolest thing I've seen in a long time was protesters taking out those rioters and getting them out of that crowd and uh, keeping it from escalating. Because they don't understand the police don't want it to escalate either. This is cool because uh, that's what I'm hoping for, man. Because I see the things that are happening with these protests slash riots and I'm seeing the damage being done to Americans. And it's like, really, guys? Like, if if you're American, like, you can't allow someone else to destroy our nation and our country and have it be condoned. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sad. Um, it's really sad. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking. And that's, uh, that's again, another thing I framed in my mind is these are Americans, regardless of what they're doing. Um, and I don't want to take American life. I value yeah. all life, but I, uh, American life, I'm an American, you know? Yeah. And honestly, I think a lot of them, a lot of those, uh, rioters and looters and, active shooters they gave up or they gave up they threw away a lot of those rights and privileges that we in this country have and i guarantee you probably 95 percent of them have never ever left this country to see what else is out there and to realize yeah no that's the thing dude i was blasted on a video with that last night i was like 90 percent of these people don't even realize that being born here they're in the 80th percent of the richest people on the planet like you hit the lottery you hit the second lottery being born's a lottery being born in america is a lottery and then on top of that they don't even probably don't even have six percent of americans have passports these cats don't even know how bad the rest of the world is and i know like i'm sitting there like you have you ever seen that anarchy because i've been to we've been to countries where it literally is anarchy they live there though and that's the thing that it's not anarchy (laughs) but that's how they live and it's yeah it's crazy because what people when those here that say oh yeah i want the apocalypse to happen i want all this stuff to happen because then you know shit's on and like, all right, all right. Have, they watch Lost have you ever TV? been to a country where what you call an apocalypse is their day to day life? Right. Here's your Literally. here's your reality check. Literally. No, nah, man, it's true, bro. And I sit here and I these I, I see these little things and these little kind of teeny boppers and these dudes with these little skinny <laughs> jeans talking about this stuff, and I'm like, homie. Literally, what will happen is gangs will form and violent men will do whatever they want it without yeah. order and they and it's literally it's ugly and it's man law and 90 percent of the people i see that are like oh i'm looking forward to anarchy i'm like you wouldn't survive <laughs> i'm like you wouldn't survive homie Not you at wouldn't, all. you'd be subjugated and that'd be your only way to survive <laughs> you know <sighs> um good night like okay cool law enforcement's gone now what now guys like us that know how to fight form gangs and really literally run everything there's no justice it's not a it's not the way people want it to be man um so yeah that so one of the main things that i was kind of really looking forward to was hearing that the protesters are actually policing their own um, yeah and that that was that day 
um shoot not yesterday day before that um that's what was happening and i couldn't tell you as to what was happening what's happening now or what happened yeah. between. um i'm i'm actually i was supposed to be out there yesterday to work and i told him like look i'm trying to balance uh work and opportunity here and uh mm-hmm. right now i gave you i gave in to work yet the day prior and now i got to give into some opportunity right now so okay um, what is that well, yeah, and that's just because of the one event that just happened. If not, I would be out there every single day right now. Right. And and if I had my way, not a single person would know. No, <laughs> no that's what's up. No. I dig it, man. What do you what? So, what would you say about you know this whole Antifa thing, man? Because I'm sitting here, I haven't been to any of the protests yet. I'm thinking about rolling down to one just to observe things. Because I'm leaning on like, is this an insurgency? Did the people were the were the kind of the protesters really familiar with were these guys were these foreign fighters or were they a funded organization that was mixed in there doing things? What do you think about that? I don't want to say anything that I do not have any education on because I believe that those who are speaking on something that they don't have any education on shouldn't be speaking. And right now with yeah. this question, I'm in that position. I can, I have my own observations of what I saw, but what I saw is, you know, isolated to my own little scope of vision in the world. Yeah. But I will say that Antifa being a thing at all within our country <laughs> is a problem. And on both sides of the fence should be, uh, should be remedied. Yeah. And, uh, I, I will say that Antifa's their way to achieve their goals being violent and trying to push their political, uh, agenda violently. Well, what does that fall under? That falls directly under the definition of terrorism. terrorist organization. <laughs> terrorist organization right? if, I mean, this I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what? Screw that. I'm not even sorry. They did that. They said, this is our agenda. We're going to act violently. Yeah. We're going to do whatever we can to achieve that agenda, even if it's violence. And we're going to pick violence as our means. Um, mm. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and uh, write up uh, your slip. And we're gonna fuck. We're gonna punch your card when that time comes. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's that's mad terroristy, man. It's it's real terroristy to me. Yeah, and it's um, it, 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 it's another sad thing. It's like this is our country, man. Like, why would you want to do that? The things you're doing to your own city, the things you want done, the organization that um that you're doing across the country. I mean, that's kind of easy these days, social media and uh, the ability to connect and communicate. It makes things yeah. super easy, and I would never want to infringe on that, and I don't think we should. But uh, let's put a little more thought behind what we're doing, guys, and just knock it the fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> think before you man. Think before you do something. Is I mean, I thought before I went into work on yeah. Saturday. Made a decision before you even got there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess one of the things I just want to point out kind of as we wind this thing down, man, is just, you know, what you did as a private citizen, what you did as just being who you are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I really want to try to contribute and help a lot of Americans train and understand how to do. You know what I mean? Like, I want I want Americans to be able to bring that on-scene accountability. Like the church shooting we had, you know, was it a few last year at the end of the year, man? That was another great example uh, of a protector, dude, just like showing and up when he was needed. Absolutely, 100%. 
a badass move he made, right? And the thing that was different, and I thought about this the other day a little bit, the thing that was different between my situation and his, his shooter was shooting at people. My first shooter was shooting at vehicles. And then when I got to him, he was messing with the weapon, trying to figure something out. And at that moment, it looked like a situation I've been in hundreds of times, taking (laughs) weapons from shooters that didn't know what they were doing, you know? So, yeah. You know, boo, give me your gun. And I took it and I got him out of there. I got it out of there. <laughs> boo, give me your gun. And that was the second, that was the second weapon you had snatched the, up. The the shooter, the one that was like fired, some, was yeah. the first. The video that everyone's seeing is the second. That rifle strapped to me, they're like, oh, why wasn't he using a rifle? You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was another police rifle that there were two out there. There were two people trying to do this thing. Yeah, that's what I heard, man. So solid, man. Solid work. Great cleanup. What would you say is your favorite quote, mantra, anything like that? <laughs> there are so many out there that I right uh, that I keep in mind and that I try to follow, and they're all in regards to different things, but they all mm-hmm. follow. So I think before you act. I mean, think before you act. Think before you act. Done. That's what's up. What would you say to somebody who, you know, maybe a civilian or just anybody who wants to be able to do the things that you did the other day that looks at you and finds what you did inspirational? Like, what would you say to them? What kind of advice would you give them? And where train. should they start? Train. Huh? Train. train. Flat out trained. There's so many good people out there. And uh, there's so many good people out there that know what they're doing. It's not that hard to find anymore. You just got to you know, circle the weeds a little bit and figure it out. Most of your local gun shops. No, they, they, they have, they, they attract a type of person. Um, stuff like true that. True story. Such a true story. <laughs> that's an entire I other do, podcast. Admittedly, I, I, that's yeah, man. I admittedly avoid gun shops. Quite yeah. Too. Yeah. So someone who really knows what they're doing, they're probably not going to your gun shops. Um, right. but yeah, train, if you don't know, like I've had a lot of people come up to me and, now over social media even more is i don't know what i want but i keep getting told i need to buy this gun buy this gun buy this gun well now you're already being told the wrong thing because if you know what you should buy then you have training behind you so train get your hands on a few firearms regardless of you know what they are figure out what's good for you and then make a decision because you have education to make that decision and again that is thinking before you acting yeah 100 percent, man that circled rather nicely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I did there? That no, was good. That was good, man. They say uh, rookies spend money on hardware, professionals spend money on software, man. That's yeah. What's up. yeah. Uh, cool, man. Uh, how would you like to be remembered? Well, you got me stumped there. Um, this is one of them good ones, man. It's one of them deep ones. We went back deep on you real quick. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> um, you know, my father is an amazing man, and he's he's contracting right now. He's he's over in Pakistan working right now, and uh, he's been contracting for near twenty years. And through all that he's been through, um, Iraq and everything, he's got more time in that country than people have in the military and they have a career in the military. Right. Wow. Um, but he is, and he's, so he has to be one of the fucking toughest dudes out there, but he never misses an opportunity to tell me he loves me. He never misses an opportunity to hug me. Um, Mm -hmm. and he's still a tender loving father. I would, 
I would like to be like that. That'd be that'd be a uh, that'd definitely be a worthy thing to be remembered by. Heck yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, no, that's. I think it's healthy masculinity, dude. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of bad examples out there, like macho and tough guy BS. And I think as we evolve as men, we generally see that the guys that are acting tough are usually the, the weakest, the scaredest. Yeah, <laughs> like, because it's like kind of funny. You're like, oh, you're yeah. uptight. <laughs> and where does the true power come from? The true power comes from, you know, the Jedi would hate this. It comes from passion in what you're doing because that passion drives that will to mm-hmm. to accomplish that action. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's just the balance. And I'm a super nerd, but that's the balance of the force. And that is, uh, that's where these remarkable things are done all over the world by people for our country that you will never heard of, never know about. Yeah. No, that's 100% true. That's 100% true, man. Yo, it's, it's, uh, it's been good talking with you a little bit about it, about what happened. I mean, I would ask you to, I mean, everyone's seen the clip, seen the video, uh, shooter rubies rolling through, uh, you're up in Seattle, up in Washington. I'm up in Northern Washington. Yeah. Up in the sound and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, snatching rifles away from bad guys. I want you all to really, you know, pay attention to, to the things we said here and talked about here. Cause you can do it too. And I think, what would you, in closing too, you know, like I'm starting to feel like it might be the responsibility of an American to, if you see someone damaging your homeland, if you see someone damaging your environment and you have the skills, man, like, Maybe think about doing something if things yeah, are like, happening. I wrote this down <laughs> like, earlier. Don't expect it. This came to my mind earlier. Where did I put it? Um, I feel like it's super important. Um, so yeah. this, you know, I, I've, I've said it a couple times already, and I, yeah. I didn't feel totally right about saying it. And I don't mean here, but somewhere else. It says, you know, I, yeah. I feel like everyone would have done that in my position, especially people that picked my job. Well, yeah. you know what? That's not true. I know. I think that I feel like everyone should do that in that position is what I think. I think everyone should do that in that position. I feel like everyone should, but I know not everyone would. And that difference between the two, that is the gap we need to bridge and we need to bridge it to everyone needs to act and act rightly in line with, you know, with our values. Yeah. I'm just writing that down. <laughs> yeah, because you know, every time I hear that, and I and I, I've never thought I'd be in a position to say that. Is you know, I just think I just did what everyone else would do. Um, yeah. It never totally sat right with me. And today, like after years of that not sitting right, it just kind of clicked. I feel like everyone would do that, but you know, it's saddening to know not everyone would. That's yeah. what I wrote down on a piece of paper. Heck yeah. No, it sounds like you're just a protector at your core and you're just like, yeah, I just did what anybody should would do. Yeah. I mean, like, like this yeah. is what needed to be done. Someone had to do it. And I was there in the spot. Um, cool, man. So what are you up? Where can people find you? What are you up to these days? 
Um, uh, where people can find me is underscore shooter, underscore Rugi, underscore. Um, I know there's a lot in there, <laughs> but, uh, mm, that's where you can find me. And that's, man. uh, that's where I'm going to try to launch my business off of. That's the platform I'm going to try to use now that, you know, mm-hmm. the entire world's seen it, but, uh, I'm trying to start a business and this business is in, uh, it's going to be in firearms, firearms gear. Uh, but nothing, okay, okay, okay. I'm not trying to do this t- same tactic, you know, tactical thing that's out there i'm trying to make very specific not very specific very adaptable pieces and customizable to the end user's means but uh right now the the one product that's going to be my foundation to launch off of is for the precision shooting um arena whether it be military law enforcement snipers to competition to backcountry hunting or you know just a guy that likes to go out with his little 22 and plink steel um and that's what I'm I'm trying to make uh, make right now. And I have a prototype, and I would show you, and I'd love to, but I can't, <laughs> not yet. But I will get it out there. And my wife just filed for the business license, so everyone knows where it's at. Um, last night, so that was a little bit of a celebration. We got got Heck that yeah. got that off. So, um, Heck yeah. literally in his fetus. So I, I guess stay tuned is a, a phrase I should be using now. Um, it will yeah, be man. it will be getting done as soon and as fast as possible. And uh, I can't do anything but feel appreciated and overwhelmed with the help that's coming my way now. It's really undeserved. Well, you know, you had to be the man to be the So I have this saying, you got to be the man to be the man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's an opportunity. The abyss opens up. Everyone's not doing anything. You get this opportunity, but you were the man who answered the call, who did the thing. To us, you know, it is what it is, but you had to be the man to be the man. You know what I'm saying? So it was your time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Can't argue with that at all, I guess. Heck yeah. Uh, good job, bro. Straight up Appreciate representing it. for the Marine Corps and for every other uh, demographic you're a part of, man. So I'm glad we're connected. And uh, hopefully we'll do some more hood rat stuff around here. And, and, and Yeah, we definitely need to connect and link up sometime and uh, for know, sure. do, some, do some fun stuff. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. All right, Shooter. Thank you so much for your time, brother. It's an absolute honor. Look them up, y'all. And there's going to be more stuff coming down range. I'll see y'all in the next episode. Out. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives. But soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible contributing to this brand what we're doing here making it so that i can bring better guests on making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an america a safer place do whatever you can contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible thanks for those contributions Yo, and before we go, you know, I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're going to start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron 
for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out.